The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Caroline Stanbury, star of The Real Housewives of Dubai, entrepreneur, wife, and mother of three, once divorced and now remarried to a much younger man, uncut and uncensored with Caroline Stanbury follows me as I live my life unapologetically and shows you that there is life after 40. I'm here to let you know that not only is there a life after divorce, but you have the power to make it your best one yet, just like I did. So buckle up and join me for the wild ride. So welcome back to another episode of Uncut and Uncensored with Caroline Stanbury. And, you know, I I put the questions up this morning or the, you know, for you guys to answer what you'd like to hear about. And you always ask me the same things. Everyone's still fascinated about my facelift. Yesterday, I was in the Daily Mail again. I think about, I think, I mean, I've absolutely gone viral. It's crazy how many people want to know. And I think it's actually because we've told ourselves that there's so many odd windswept looking women out there, that the facelift is a disaster. So everyone's sort of watching with bated breath to see how I come out, including myself. But I've actually got to a place where I am incredibly happy with already what I look like. My mouth is a little bit stretched and bigger than it was, which is scary because my mouth was so big anyway, but it will go down. And we are day 23. Is it day 23? Yeah. And it's actually nothing. What are my scars like? You know, people keep asking me. Round my ear, there's just a red line, like a very, very fine red line. Nothing that can't be hidden and nothing that you would notice unless you were looking. You definitely can't see it from far. The human body is an incredible thing, isn't it? It really, really is. What I looked like to where I am today, it's shocking. Shocking. By the way, I heard that more painful than facelift is a tummy tuck. So that I did here. I think that it's just more traumatic a facelift because obviously it's your face. And, you know, when you're healing and your your face goes into these very odd shapes and you don't feel like yourself. As I said, I looked like an alien, but that was due to the bandages and the blood moving from my face up. Then, you know, you it's very hard to keep your mental state and feel like, you know, you've done the right thing or that, you know, you're going to look amazing because obviously it's a gamble. You know, it's all a gamble, isn't it? I did slightly feel like how much could you fuck up the neck, right? I mean, when I was skipping into it and I didn't really understand how full on I was going, I was like, well, I just want to, you know, I want a tighter neck. Everyone sort of holds their neck back a bit, don't they? And again, I, I held it back like I thought millimeters. The fact that he got three inches off the back of my neck is just a complete, I, I, I don't even know how. But my neck's gorgeous now. I mean, when I turn to the side, I don't have any lines, wrinkles. I mean, you've got lines, obviously, when your neck bends up and down, like two lines that is very, very normal. They would never have gone there. They are horizontal, not vertical. But everything else is gone. I've got the neck of a 12-year-old. But other than that, you know, it's perfect and healing amazingly. So, you know, my eyes, you can't see at all because the lines like literally in the crease. But my, you know, my kids are like, like, I mean, my boys, I said, what do you think? And they're like, well, you look the same. I mean, obviously kids don't look that hard, but that's the best news ever. I look the same. I look like me, just younger. So I'm very, very, very happy. Look, I everyone keeps asking me how much is a facelift. Well, I think with Dr. Kim, it's about forty-five to 50,000, maybe 60,000, because, you know, there are add-ons, you know, it's how long is a piece of string. So what I did, as I said, is a dual plane extended deep plane facelift 
with eye surgery and I also built my cheekbones with my own fat. So all the filler was removed from my face. So again, each of these things can be sort of scheduled differently. I think the facelift is different from the eyes, from the fat and all of that kind of stuff. So he kind of did what he felt I needed. So you can, you know, call up Steve Kim. You can just say Caroline, ask for the Caroline facelift and he'll tell you what I did. But obviously each person is different and you need to check your own face. I, you know, I can't, I can't tell you, you can do just to do what I did. I have no idea. And he didn't touch the top part of my head at all. So he just removed the skin of my eyes. He didn't lift them. And I'm wondering actually how, whether that's the secret. I mean, for me, because I've seen a lot of women who do look weird. And I wonder if it's because you're pulling the whole top up too, and your eyes go a different shape. He didn't do any of that to me. So my eyes are exactly the same shape and he just got rid of really all the skin and built my cheekbones, which are fabulous and gave me a really good jawline again. And I think, you know, although that's quite a lot, obviously, it's not really changing the shape of my face so that you guys didn't get this like weird sort of different look to me. And the other interesting thing that I noticed is that when he did it, which, you know, it's called a face lift, except it kind of goes, it doesn't really go up. The skin didn't, he didn't, he took it to the back of my ear. He didn't take it up. And I always assume with a lift, you know, like threads, they sort of yank your face up or a ponytail yanks your face up. It kind of felt a bit more backwards than it did up, which was also scary because, you know, you think, fuck, you know, I'm going to look like I've been stuck in a wind tunnel, but I don't. Again, you know, I'm day 22. I look amazing. I'm embarrassed to say that, but I look amazing. And I just know it's going to get better from here. I've talked to a lot of people now and a lot of people that want to do it and are scared to do it. Look, it is scary. You need to really trust in the process. And I think that's one of the most important things Kat Sadler said to me is trust the process, trust the process, because you will have dark days, very normal. I had a full panic, panic attack one day and then I got over it because I was already in it, right? You're in it. So there's no point sitting there and going, oh, what have I done? I wish I hadn't done it because that's not going to help anyone, is it? So once I'd sort of, you know, got over it, Every day I could see small wins and different things that were changing. And actually 10 days out of your life, 10 days was when I began to look a bit more normal and could go out. It's nothing, absolutely nothing. And I can't even remember what it felt like. The body's an incredible thing. I can't remember what it felt like. And then since then, you know, you want, it kind of goes with everything, doesn't it? I get these things all the time, but I cut my hair off. I mean, that's down to, well, due to, I had extensions in just thickening extensions, which I think most of you know, but for the next six weeks, I am unable to dye my hair and I have gray hair. So that's getting interesting because we are now nearly week four, I think it is. Yeah. So I've got a lot of spray, you know, that, that sprays the root dark and I cannot wait. So I cut it all off because also I don't want people, you know, pulling it or doing difficult hairstyles. I don't really want people touching it that much. I mean, just washing it was lovely. The incisions are right in my hairline and at the back of my neck and up into the hair. So it's, you know, it's still tender. You don't really want to have a lot of people back there. And also, you know, it's getting, you get scabbing to put it mildly or grossly. There are scabs there. So I'm, you know, those are slowly coming off now from the stitches. And, you know, last night I had a little bit of pull of like 
scab and dried blood and things like that, which I'm still trying to get out because it's, you know, even though you wash your hair, it's quite hard to get it all out. So I'm slowly getting back to normal like that. And, you know, I'm absolutely back to normal with everything else. I mean, I'm out, I'm about, I'm not looking weird. And my face isn't a weird shape. I don't wear the um, bandage every day, all day, but I do wear it every night to sleep just so that I try and sleep more on my back. I got a little bit used to going on my back now, so I'm really trying to keep that up. But it's not easy, to be honest. I've slept my whole life on my side. So I'm trying to to do it, be aware of it as much as I can. You know, so a facelift with anyone else, as I said. So in America, they really range, right? You have celebrity doctors, you have non-celebrity doctors. And I kind of felt like I wanted to be the celebrity in the chair. And Dr. Kim made me feel like that. Then really, I feel like he worked extra hard to make my face beautiful. And, you know, a facelift can cost you, as I said, from $50,000 to, at the moment, I think they go up to about $125,000. I mean, sorry, $200,000. It's how long is a piece of string? And, you know, again, just because Dr. Kim was right for me, that needs to be your personal decision. You know, I don't want you all to rush out and make decisions based on me. You have to make a decision. You have to go and see as many people as you like. I was sure I wanted to make um, that decision and I stuck to it. And once you've stuck to it, don't listen to anybody else. Everybody has a doctor. Everybody knows a doctor. Everybody's heard of a doctor. So just block out the noise. That is the key thing to do. Doesn't matter who anybody else knows. It's who you have chosen, you feel comfortable with, and what you want to do. And then you go on your journey. And it's incredibly personal. I mean, the great thing is, for me, I, I'm a public figure, right? Most of you aren't. Therefore, when you do it, you get to hide. And I would suggest hiding and not seeing many people at the first few days, because the first few days, as I've said, you look like a patchwork doll. So it's very hard for a friend to come in and say, hmm, you look amazing, because clearly you don't, and they don't know what to expect, right? So you look like a shit show, and they're just standing there with this like look of horror on their face. And um, they're trying to be polite and nice, but they can't be, and they can't hide it. And And deep down, they're going this is exactly why I didn't want a facelift because this is exactly what I thought was going to happen. She looks terrible. And that just won't help you in any way, shape or form. So I suggest you don't do that. But what I do think is, does it really hurt? And everyone's gone on and on about this. I mean, three days, three days, it kind of really hurts, but it's not unbearable. It's just... I don't know. I think the worst part for me, oddly, was removing the stitches in the eyes. And the eyes didn't hurt me at all. It was just the idea of someone yanking something out. And I just think I was overwhelmed by the whole thing. The whole thing just got to me and I just sort of broke down. And you're thinking so much about everybody else and you've got to stay in this mental state. You've got to be tough. So does it really hurt? Not really. You, you, there's drugs for all of that and and they're pretty good. So, you know, it's it's not comfortable. It's not you know, but nothing worth it is easy, is it? I'm getting asked by you if this is a paid advertisement as well. I'm, I'm answering your questions that I got asked this morning. No, it's not. It's not a paid advertisement. It's something I did for me. I, I don't think anyone goes to get their face done and get paid for it. I think that would be incredibly stupid to do. But I do feel for me, he was the best doctor. Now, again, I'm not telling you, I'm not advertising him to go for you all to rush out there. That's up to you. Go to any doctor you want. I'm, this is a genuine thing about women feeling good in their 40s, 50s, 60s, as you wish. 
you know, you see any doctor you want. So no, it's not. But do I recommend him? Of course I do. I mean, I'm bloody over the moon. I'm really grateful, really grateful. But just as Kat recommended him to me, again, you know, she was on the phone to me going, I would, I wish I'd done this years ago and I absolutely love him. But if it goes wrong for you, please don't sue me. Absolutely right. If it goes wrong for you, don't come knocking at my door. I'm just genuinely telling you how I feel about the process. How about about what I've done to myself because I feel like I've got myself now. I really feel like this might be it for me. I'm in a really good position. So I cut my hair off. I feel really light. I've lost weight as most of you know, and a lot of you are asking me about that. So as you know, I did Ozempic and Manjaro and I get asked all the time. I, I think it's a fabulous tool just as, you know, I don't know why when we hit 40 or 43 or 44 and 48 this year, that we're meant to just grow old gracefully. And I get a lot of hate for this. Like, you know, you preach being your authentic self and looking, you know, doing what you want and just fuck everybody else. Yet you've spent all this time, not changing yourself, but trying to make the best of myself. That's for me. That's for nobody else. Let me just make that clear. Somebody asked me this morning, is it because did you do your face? Because, you know, you're scared of Sergio leaving. No. Why, why would I do that? I mean, you know, Sergio could leave when if I hadn't done my face or, you know, if I've done my face, you know, that, that's got nothing to do with anything. I could have, a, and I, I want to just keep reiterating this. I don't have this terrible feeling inside with a young husband that he's looking at young women. First of all, Sergio's never gone anywhere. He never makes me feel that way in, or any type of way other than I'm the most beautiful woman in his life. And you you can tell when your husband sort of got a wandering eye or when he's looking at other things. And the other thing is that if my relationship was was based purely on what I looked like with Sergio, well, that's a pretty sad place to be. I now understand Macron and his wife a lot more, having said that, you know, because, and I laugh about it because she kind of was his teacher, well, she was his teacher. And I, Sergio and I are incredibly, incredibly connected for a multitude of reasons. And they're certainly not my looks. You know, he may have initially been attracted to me when he saw me, just as many young men are to older women, but that is certainly five years down the line, not why Sergio is still here. And I think most of you by now should have had enough insight into our relationship to see that. He wasn't walking around with me with staples in my head and my face up thinking, oh my God, I'm my wife is going to look like a supermodel at the end of this. And, you know, not embarrassed to do so, by the way. He was walking down like Beverly Hills with me with, you know, bandages around my head, blood in my hair, looking like, I mean, you know, people needed to sort of cross the, the other side of the street but Sergio didn't care. You know, he walked down the street with me with his arm under my arm, making sure I was okay. He didn't even look at the other people that crossed the road to get away from me because that's not why we're together. So please stop asking because it's really insulting and it's insulting for yourselves. Like it's insulting for the, for females. Like why on earth wouldn't he find me attractive? I'm fucking cool. I'm cool to be around. I'm a lot of fun to be around. And we have built a beautiful life together. We have a beautiful home. 
we work together. And there's so much more to me and Sergio than just the way I look, I can assure you. So no, it's not something that I worry about and nor should any of you. You can't keep a man always worrying about him. If you're worrying about him, trust me, you'll manifest it all happening to you. I've told you I manifest my whole life. Everything that I saw in my youth is coming true now in different ways. And Sergio came to me when he needed me and I needed him. And we are very, very, very connected. And that cannot be broken for now. Whatever that looks like later, I don't know. But that, you know, I don't know with anyone. He actually likes me with more weight on than me. He like he but he just loves me as I am. We just have so much fun together. But I'm feeling the best I have. So the surgery mixed with the hormone doctor, mixed with the hair, with the weight loss. I'm like a massive new person. You know, a lot of you writing in goes, I put aging gracefully. And actually, what I you all wrote going pointing out, oh, you're not aging gracefully, are you? No, I'm aging. It's not disgracefully. It's I'm aging gracefully in my own way. This is how I want to age. Why Why do I need to give in to age? There's plenty of things. You know, we don't all walk around with gray hair and no Botox, do we? You, that's all acceptable. I've just gone and said, okay, I'm going to lose the weight. I'm going to, you know, Sergio and I are very active. I can't be right now, obviously, because of the stitches and things. But normally we train all the time. You know, my body weight is to exactly where it was when I met him, which is great. And I believe, you know, people keep saying to me, how did you become so successful? Well, I mean, I think with this podcast, or I hope with this podcast, I've told you, I have been very successful. And then I lost everything, that I've remade stuff, everything, and I'm rebuilt. And I'm in a very, very, very good place. Now, how did I do that? I'll tell you how I did that, with confidence. If you're not feeling good about yourself, you can't go out and present yourself to the world. You can't, you know, make things happen for yourself because you're hiding. You know, and if you hide, the world won't see you. I think over the years, I used to take myself quite seriously. Now I just simply don't. There's nothing to take serious about what I do. Sergio and I poke fun at ourselves all the time. You know, I think all of you guys think that we just sit around all day, do nothing, do TikToks and have sex. Well, you know, doesn't sound like a bad day to me, but, you know, that's not what we do all day. But OK. And I, I think that, you know, and that I'm desperately, desperately trying ho to hold on to my young husband and I'll do anything to do it. You know, and that's just, again, not for him. It's totally for me. I'm on TV. I'm launching my Bust the Label com So thank you all for supporting it. Go and have a look. Supplements are on their way. Unfortunately, the packaging got a bit delayed, but the manifestation books, all of you are loving right now. I can't believe it. So really grateful. Glad that you've all got them because I made those because again, I wanted them for myself just purely because writing it down every day, it's not a magic wand. It just simply... I think just reiterating it to yourself each morning, writing it down, seeing it, putting it out there in the universe, believing it, it's there. And I wanted, you know, you guys to sort of have a little bit of my wisdom over the years and 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 to have this book. And I'm so happy you're all enjoying it, you know. And and then we're doing the anti-aging and the the just the simple supplements that I take every day just to feel good, just to give yourself these boosts. We we deserve it. We really do. You know, Bust the Label was born out of just really me wanting to pass that on to you guys. You know, and I think 
you're all asking about how I just don't have any self-doubt. Well, that's again, believing in yourself. You know, there's one of you. Believe in yourself because no one else is going to. And I think that's key. No one is coming to save you. So do what you need to do. And when you're a happy person and a happy brand, and I think Sergio and I, you know, the one thing that you guys have all got behind is that we preach positivity. And I think that's why so many people enjoy following us or, and that's why that you're so lovely. I mean, I get very little hate these days at all. And, you know, we're enjoying life and it's made me change a lot of my views. So a minute ago, I didn't want babies again. And, you know, I was kind of past that phase and you keep asking me what's going to happen with our embryo. Well, I mean, surrogacy became legal here. So the next thing we have to do is find a body, which would be amazing. So we haven't got there yet. So we're looking for a surrogate, but I want them over here. I think, you know, America's just too far for us. But that will be the next step. And, you know, I was thinking about that. You know, life has changed. I'd bring up children differently today. You know, I would educate them differently. I want to do so many things differently that I, you know, have learned along the way. Life is just, when when do I need Latin and and geography, or maybe geography actually, but science and things like that. Like I want to teach my children the way of life. You know, I just, I think it would be a very happy baby. And then, you know, I've realized that Sergio deserves that baby. And, you know, I'm just in a very, very wonderful, relaxed place. I'm not in menopause yet. I've checked that. I'm not perimenopausal. I've got energy. Whatever this trip did for me in, in LA, it gave me a whole new lease of life. And I can't tell you the list of famous people, normal people that have called me, how many to say, you know, my God, you know, can you help me? Or can you tell me what you did and all of this kind of stuff? Because, you know, I think they see that although I was happy before, I, you know, maybe I'm looking as young as I can. I feel fresh. I feel happy. My skin is glowing. My skin glows. My makeup goes on differently. I don't have dull skin anywhere. I'm, I've got so much energy. Actually, I just started today, my first one. I took a shot of NAD. I don't know if anyone else is on that out there, but I know that it's a huge thing right now. And that's also for anti-aging. But I'm really big into all these things now. You know, I'm really enjoying I want to bring the hormone doctor to Dubai because I just think this is uh, why it are more w women educated about feeling this good in their 40s, that we're just, you know, meant to wake up tired. And actually, I equate it to when I was going to that gut health clinic in Austria. I used to clean out my gut. And I mean, although they starved you, completely cleaned out your gut of everything. And then I would jump out of bed at 6 a.m. It was like clockwork. And your eyes were so bright. Your hair was amazing. It's like that all year round, because obviously that's quite hard to upkeep yourself. So doing a cleanse or something like this, and then adding on the supplements that have been prescribed for you, because I do believe, obviously, um, the ones like me and Sergio are doing with Bust the Label are ones that everyone should take from biotin to product probiotics and all of these kind of things just for gut health. And th those are for, you don't need to be prescribed them and they're over the counter. And we've done you know, the strongest that you can do, ashwagandha, all of these things, those are for everybody. But there, and then there are certain things that you can only be prescribed because you, everybody's hormones are different. You know, my levels will be different from your levels, right? So, you know, you need to go and see and find someone you trust because I want you to know that there is no need to suffer in your 40s and there is no need to ha feel 
down and depressed and dull and achy and like you've got no energy and it's the beginning of the end and that you're just going to have to relax now into old age and find, you know, a set of knitting needles and a rocking chair. Absolutely fuck that. I wake up in the middle of the night now for sex. Isn't that crazy? Like, I mean, I can't tell you that's fucking nuts. Like, no one could get me out of bed before. Like, I, whatever hormones I'm on, literally wake me up in the middle of the night and I am on. And Sergio is living his, he's actually, oh my God, Sergio has to tell me no, by the way. Sergio has to tell me no. I never even thought that was possible because I thought he was going to kill me in the bedroom. I actually might kill him in the bedroom these days. So again, he's over the moon, absolutely over the moon about it all. And I'm telling everybody again, and it's not a paid advert. You guys can go find your own hormone doctor if you don't want mine. But, you know, I'm just letting you know that you don't need to suffer and that you don't need to feel shit about yourselves. And I don't know why women are only happy if someone else is doing worse than them. I love it if someone's doing better than me, because then I know I've got somewhere to go. I've got somewhere to get to. I love looking up to my female friends. Absolutely love it. And if I'm stuck, I'll call them. I want somebody to look up to. I want somebody to drive myself to be and not, you know, not to look at being them, but, you know, look at being at taking little takeaways from each person. I want to feel proud of the people around me, you know, and I think that's really important because then once you get to feel like this, automatically you'll start cleansing your friend group too, by the way. And I think, again, it's not a bad thing to do. Some people are forever and some people are for a season. And once we get more used to that, it's very, very comforting to understand because your growth and where you where you need to go now, not all my friends are from years and years ago, but I still have a lot of them. But I like to, and especially in Dubai, it's a different way of life. So I've got used to meeting people that come here for a bit and then just saying, well, actually, you know, they're not for me anymore, or I've outgrown them, or I want to be a different person. And right now I'm a very different person. And since I got back from my surgery, I really want to hibernate and recreate my life. And I know what I want it to look like now with a view that I'm going to end up with a much quieter life eventually. And I was talking about this with Teddy and Tamara, and it's really interesting. Although I still like my Chanel and my Hermes and all of these things, I do. I don't feel the need and the constant need for them as much as I did. And I'm really comfortable with where I want to end up in my older days. And I never saw that. But now I see it, I think because I've got Sergio as well, that, you know, what we're trying to build in Bali or wherever you guys want to be, I want a different type of life. I want, once housewives are done and all of that, I think I'm peace out. I, I don't know where I would, you know, I, I would have a different life. I'd bring up my baby, move to the, you know, an island and run my own business. And that's the great thing about, although, you know, the internet is scary and AI and all of this, the other wonderful thing is it's done is that everyone can become a business owner so easily. And they always say to me, how do you become so successful? I'll tell you how to become so successful is take step one. That's it. Take step one, which leads to step two, which leads to step three. That's all you have to do. You know, and a lot of people just can't get over. They think because they, they look at step 56 and go, oh, this is so, so far away. I can't do that. And then they give up. Well, you know, that's why you're not going anywhere. And, and that's just really 
there is no, as I said, no magic wand. It's that simple. Whatever it looks like to you, stop comparing yourself. You know, I've always known there's someone richer, someone better looking, someone, you know, with a better looking life on Instagram, but everybody suffers. Everybody suffers and it always works out. It always works out. No matter how dark your days get, in the end, we end up where we're meant to be. And that's a wonderful thing. And, you know, someone as young as Sergio actually knew that. He always says, I was led to you. He said, God put me there to meet you. And that's why he doesn't want to go anywhere because he feels like the way we met was so weird that he feels this is, this is where is exactly where he's meant to be. And I feel like that's where you're meant to be. And when you know where you're meant to be and that you're in the right place, trust me, not much can move you. Not much. You know, it's very comfortable. And the peace that I feel in my career, in my love life, at home, you know, raising my kids here now, having people are asking me what it's like to have a blended family with teens. Like, it's a dream. My kids are so easy now. Like, I, I find it a million times easier than I did before, just because they're so happy in this house too. You know, somebody asked me actually, because I, I got offers crazy money for this house. And I was for a minute going to take it. And then I was like, what am I doing? You know, I, I don't think I've ever been this happy. I don't think a house has had such a feeling for me. And I don't feel like I could recreate that right now. I don't want to move. I just think sometimes you have to be grateful for what you've got. This isn't this, this isn't an appreciation asset. It's never going to go down. I'm I'm good where I am. You know, sometimes you have to go. I won the lottery. I got it all, and I'm fucking grateful. So there you go. Grab your gratitude journal at Bust the Label Two and just write it down each day. I can't tell you. Bustthelabel.com and get yours. Get yours for Christmas. It really does bloody work. It just does. I can't tell you how or why, but I told you I manifested this house. I manifested my husband. I manifested this life. Be specific. And that's it, ladies. You know, do what makes you happy. It really is as simple as that. You don't like something, change it. You don't need permission. You don't need to ask your friends. You don't need to phone home. And that's the end of it. I mean, I did get a very funny phone call from my dad. Oh, it doesn't look very good, does it? I'm like, yeah, sweet two. What, what, did, what did you think I was coming out as? Anyway, I hadn't really told them about it. So I think they were more shocked. But I mean, that's my point. I hadn't really told them about it. I didn't really tell anyone until it was too late because I didn't want to hear it. I made the decision. So today, make decisions for yourself. Don't listen to anyone else because no, genuinely everyone's going to stop you doing everything. So just get on. Get on today and make today the first day. Thank you for listening to another episode of Uncut and Uncensored with Caroline Stanbury. Thank you for listening. You can catch my new episode of my podcast every Wednesday. Please don't forget to follow so you don't miss any of the action. I want to hear from you, so leave me a rating and a review. Follow us on social for all the behind scenes action and more information at Uncut and Uncensored by Caroline. See you next week.